Hey guys, you know what's really nice this time of year? What? Gifts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you like gifts? Like G I F GIF? No. Oh. Not that not that Oh, like gift with a T. Oh, like, yeah. You're lucky because we have something for you. Our new sponsor, Deep Creek Glassworks. So you can get ornaments. They have customizable colors and um Shapes. pattern options. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much great gifts for anybody if you want, like a Pollyanna, Secret Santa, something for the family. As an extra bonus to our listeners, you can get 10% off of your purchase by using the promo code SUPERFUN when you go to their website. That's Deep Creek Glassworks, W-O-R-X dot Etsy dot com. Welcome back for another episode of Superfun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Superfun Podcast. Twitter.com slash Superfun Podcast. Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at SuperFunPodcastGo. iTunes at SuperFunGameReviewPodcastGo. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome back for another episode of SuperFun Game Review Podcast Go! I'm your host tonight, Ralph. Where's our money? And across from me, I have Mr. Clark. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Can I get some goddamn faith? Well, tonight we're going to do Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeehaw! One of the, spoilers, greatest games of this generation. Just yeah. going to throw that out there. Completely transparent here, this is going to be a gush fest. At least from me. Uh, I might have a couple things here or there to say that I that I didn't enjoy, but uh, I'm going to be gushing real hard. Gushing, like a corpse on the ground. Someone who was just robbed and shot by an outlaw. Gushing. Jesus Christ. Oh, is that too, is that that too was, descriptive? That was very specific. <laughs> Ralph was a cowboy in a former life. Woohoo! Initial impressions. Clark, Red Dead 2. I mean, as soon as they dropped that trailer, uh, I was instantly like, I need all of the content that I could get I right up until about a month beforehand when like the real content started coming out like oh this is all the stuff you do then I went completely radio silent oh did it. you oh yeah I went like I wanted no spoilers I wanted to discover things on my own I wanted you know I'm a huge Red Dead fan I've played Red Dead Revolver Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption 2 now huge fan of of that style of game and uh whew. This fucking delivered. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a similar experience uh, with the announcement of this game, but I wanted to say that the third trailer they released, which they released, because I, I recently just watched it, because I had played the game, I was like, let me go back and watch this trailer, which I watched like a thousand times before the game came out to hype myself up, and let me see what I can can pinpoint and remember and what... I know where I was when this happened, or, or or I don't remember seeing that in the game. And that trailer three, like, completely brought me into into the hype train. And which tra- which trailer was that? Was that the robbery? Yeah, that's the one that starts out with um with the train already stopped, and they're all there, and Dutch is speaking to the people, and he says, "Wake them up a little," and they point their they point their guns and do the whole thing. Gotcha. It's where he gives his speech about it. You have to love yourself a fire. It's one of the blessings. And Mm -hmm. and he goes through this whole thing. And I was actually waiting for that because if you watch that trailer, it almost implies that you're going to use fire in the game. Like I thought there was going to be like a mechanic where, okay, we went to this town and we like robbed it or did this. And then it's like, okay, let's light. We're going to light the town on fire. And then it's going to be ash 
and then it's going to get rebuilt as you play the game. I had I had this theory that fire was going to play a big part in the game. And I remember there being one specific like town or settlement that had been burnt out and you yeah. can explore it, but we're not the catalyst for that and you can't cause that kind of it's, I was probably wishful thinking. I mean, this is this is a open world, a huge open world with depth from Rockstar. The fact that they would be able to somehow put in Okay, this town that you like, you can burn it to the ground if you, well, you want. Well, you do light a uh, farm on fire in the game. Oh, oh, the, the uh, oh, that's true. The um, doesn't have to be in Lemoyne. Yeah. In Lemoyne, yeah. the um, the the big mansion, which is straight out of Forrest Gump, it's like the same house where you where you ride up and there are the trees. It's not their farm though that you uh, light on fire. It's it's not. No, it's the other one. Mm. That's the revenge on the other one is you burn all of their crops and then you go and r- you raid the. Well, I remember there being the, the, the big scene where we're, we're all riding up, and I thought it was the same. No. I thought it was the, the road with the trees, No, and then you light the mansion on fire. You light the mansion on fire, yeah. What? I'm talking about the actual farm you light on fire. Well, I remember doing that, too, but... Uh, yeah, I was talking about the farm that you light on fire. Uh, sorry, sorry, okay. Not the house. I remember... Well, the house... Okay, yes, you do light things on fire. Fire is a part of the game, but I... From that trailer, my initial impression from the trailer was that fire specifically was going to be a... A big factor. And that speech that Dutch gives in that trailer, I didn't come across it in the game. I probably missed it. It's probably in there, but I probably just didn't hear it. I probably didn't sit at the campfire at the right time to hear that conversation. I don't know. I don't remember a big speech about fire from Dutch in the game. All right, let's ride our way into game development. Giddy up. Yeah. 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 Game development. Development notes. I, I did see that they started working on Red Dead 2 almost immediately after Red Dead. Normally, at least with the first game, it was just Rockstar San Diego. For this one, they ended up bringing in everybody. At, towards the end, all branches of Rockstar came in to finish the game. Um, the I think Dan Hauser is the guy's name, the, like the lead writer. He was quoted as saying that, you know, they've been pulling 100-hour weeks, that kind of thing. And then right. the media, like, attacked right. him over it. And then and, he had to, like, backtrack and be like, look, it's very specifically people that, like, yeah. would be required to do that kind of stuff. Like, or just management and, and, and higher-ups that, like, need to get that kind of stuff out. Right. But he also said that, like, after that short amount of time, th- once they could, they sent them on, like, month-long vacations. Cool. They can afford to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, it was the highest-grossing game when it when it came out. Well, not higher than GTA Five. Yeah, you long, mean at you launch? Mean, oh, at at launch. At launch is the highest. It's the it, it beat out like like I'm pretty sure it sold more than like uh it, it made more opening weekend than the Avengers. I I honestly don't have a lot for development. It was it was pretty behind closed doors, and then they were just full openly talking about it as soon as they dropped the first trailer. They're like, oh, we dropped the first trailer. In next week, we're gonna start showing you guys gameplay and different mechanics and stuff. And they did those all like those uh, kind of get to know the world, of yeah, yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two videos and things like that. And they kept just dropping trailers along the way until release. Uh, and it released on October twenty sixth, like you said, October twenty sixth, twenty eighteen, a day which will live in infamy. I also know that the script for the game apparently is enormous. Yes. Like the the amount of voice work that was done and if the entire script was compiled together it would just be like, you know, 
eight feet tall or something like that. Some an estimate was that the script is just enormous. You could probably play this game a hundred times and still hear things that you didn't hear any other. You would still hear something new or still find something new. Yeah, in terms of development, I really don't have a lot of highlights or lowlights or anything else. Yeah, the the game didn't really come out with a lot of controversy to attach no. to it or anything like that. It just, it was Rockstar's tight, drop the title and get it out within six months usual release schedule because they're they're a pretty tight ship over there let's shoot our way into story story all right before we say anything about the story i just want to take a second to say spoilers full spoilers ahead if you have not completed chapter six of red dead and the epilogue well okay and the epilogues stop the recording here play the game and come back later because I can't say at any point after this, if we're talking about our recap, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like say, oh, I'll just skip the story segment. I really wouldn't try that because from here on out, it's all, it's all fair game. Right, right. I think what we're going to try to do here is just make a small, concise story arc out of the main story that hits, you know, a few story beats throughout and kind of cover that. And then I just want to talk about some of our favorite moments and we kind of place it in that timeline. You know what I mean? So you want you mean like okay when we're at when we're at Strawberry there's are some of my favorite points and then move on or do you want to talk about the full no, story no talk about then, the full story and, and then, then do. and then we'll just talk about some of our favorite points okay and we'll point out where in the story they are all right sounds like a good idea let's try it okay so you start the game as Arthur Morgan who is a senior gun in the Dutch Vanderlyn gang the Vanderlins the Vanderlins and you're riding your horse north into what made me think of like the Donner Party, kind of like snow is falling all yes. around you from a botched robbery in Blackwater. If you played the first game or Red Dead, you you know about Blackwater. It's like uh, it's an amalgamation of like an eastern city kind of in the in this western set game. And essentially, that's what they're going to be running from the entire time is this botched job. It's yeah. what puts them on on the U.S. Marshals' radar. The Pinkertons. The Pinkertons. Yes, they're the Marshals later. Yeah, yeah, but but it's the Pinkertons initially. At that chapter of the game, you know, you pick up Sadie Adler, and you guys, everybody gathers food. We survive for a couple weeks, and then we we move down the mountain into the Strawberry um, sort of plains segment of the game. Right, and that's when things really start to open up. Obviously, the first chapter is like a tutorial, and once you get to Strawberry or Chapter Two, basically you can do whatever you want and go anywhere in the map that allows you um there are areas that are kind of blocked off due to that botched job where your bounty is always high and you're sort of deterred from going to those areas but you can you know you can you can go wherever and in strawberry the situation story-wise just seems to go from bad to worse i think they they end or somewhere in the middle they they rob the bank in strawberry and then there's there's like a final shootout that's the one where john gets like kidnapped and you have to rescue him right and they're like okay let's get the hell out of here and we head uh, we head east yes. at that point. There's there's one important thing oh, yeah, for ahead. the story that I think we need to mention here. Sure, is uh, you find out the camp structure. Oh right, here, yeah. um, and how your camps are going to look, and it's kind of essentially your main hub for where you go and you do your side missions and things like that. There's a key mission here that it forces you to do, and that is uh, you have to go collect loans for the German. And you have to essentially go collect owed debt. Yeah, debt collector. Yes. Loan sharks, that kind of thing. And the first person that you go collect a debt from... Is he the first? 
It, it's, I don't know. It's one of three. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, one of three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you have, you have a choice really. So it's it's just going to be the first for the for the sake of this. Pretty much in the first set of people that you go and collect from, one of them is a family where the husband is dying of tuberculosis, um, and then the wife and son have to there they essentially say look you're going to ruin our lives if you do this right arthur feels really bad about it but he needs to do what is the best for the gang and that's going to be a theme that you see throughout this arthur always does what is best for the gang he's a crook with a heart of gold yeah well it, it depends on how you play the game i mean sure but there is a reckoning down the road where he starts to become less of a gang boss and more of a human. Sure, sure. That's a good way to put it. And you get choice. And then your choices really matter Yeah, towards you, the end of the game. They do. Um, as just an aside, though, I want to say that the game's called Red Dead Redemption. I, 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 th- I think that you're supposed to play it as, okay, I, I'm, I've been this bad person and now I'm going to turn a new leaf just before right. the end. Yes. So you could play it as a straight crook the whole time, but that's not how I think it was intended to be played. No, I don't think honestly. so either. So for this for this game, uh, walking as the Jesus on water, savior of the wasteland, is actually what you're supposed to do. So it, it sort of fell right yes into my no. wheelhouse. Right into my wheelhouse. After the strawberry debauchery, uh, we move we move east. The next camp we go to is just near the water, I think. It's, yeah. it's a camp that's near the water. Chapter three. Yes. Yeah. And, and we start to get into Lemoyne, which is a little bit, it's a little bit um, of the of the east, but it's more like rural south. Oh, it's, that's what it is. Roads. Roads is chapter three. It's it's rural south. You get to that one town that's very dusty. And right. it's, it's like a red, red kind of, you know, dust. And things just keep getting worse and worse and worse as time goes on. And, and Dutch who has been like basically the savior of the, the group that Arthur has complete faith in, it starts to really fall off that Dutch doesn't really know what he's doing. You start to see in chapter three that Dutch is starting to lose control of the gang and he's starting to have cracks in his armor, essentially as yeah. this moral high ground righteous renegade. Right. All I wanted to say really is that at some point in the game, you start to think like, okay, why are we still putting up with Dutch's bullshit? Like, and and at I don't know if it's chapter three or maybe four, but as the player, you're kind of like, you know, this is. I'm kind of surprised that people are still following him. Maybe it doesn't really happen until later. But chapter three is the roads bit. Chapter four, we go into um, Shady Bell, which is the house, one of my favorite places in in the game, the the little uh, cottage that's there, and we start to do more in the the big city, which the name of it is escaping me right now. What's the big city? It's basically New New Orleans, but in game San Denis. San Denis, thank you. We get involved in San Denis, which is a really neat area. And then we have one big heist at the bank that gets completely botched. Half our characters get either killed or captured. And we jump on a steamboat and just get the hell out of there. And then we end up in chapter five on the island of Guarma. Yes. Which Guarma is kind of a highlight and I do want to talk about. It almost feels like a DLC bit that they included in the game. Like it just because they go off and they come back. Yeah. Um, So you help help essentially here a rebel insurrection against a bunch of slave masters. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, in helping them, you Dutch... Uh, keeps getting further and further and you really start to see Dutch is out for himself and yeah, not the gang. This is where it finally turns and you're like, 
holy shit, Dutch only cares about himself. Yeah. And other characters start to see this as well. Right. Because right before you go here is when you get the Indian tribes, the Native American tribes, involved right before you go to Guarma. He starts to pull them into the the crime... Um he starts to pull them into the... He's trying to play the Native American people off of the army. To slow down their pursuit of yes. them. Correct. Right, right, right. Because the army's now involved, as well as the Pinkertons, in chasing down Dutch and the gang. So they go to Guarma to try to escape everybody. They were trying to get... No, they were, they were on a boat to go... To Tahiti. Tahiti. And it ends up in Guarma. Yeah, well, the boat wrecks and they end up in Guam. No, there's a there's a that's right. There's a um there's a storm. <laughs> yeah. Like straight out of nowhere. Yeah, so they get enslaved. They help with the slaves insurrection uh against the slave masters and they find another opportunity to to go back to San Denis. So they take that opportunity they go back to the US essentially. Which is um a highlight, I think. I really like that part where you gotta track the other gang members down and, and reassemble the group and everything. Yes. Um and specifically this part has a lot of uh really great moments in it. You reassemble the gang and everyone seems to be in different spots and different levels of trust with Dutch. Mm. Dutch has almost gone full heel at this point in chapter six. Oh, we're yeah, right. We've transitioned into chapter six now, where yes. um, we're in like a cave-ish area. Correct. In the in the, I don't want to say in the south. But. Well, you move a few places in chapter six. Oh, okay. Because uh, there's the bayou. Oh, right, right, right. We get attacked by the Pinkertons in the army. Yep. And then we move on to, like, an abandoned settlement in some caves. Yes. And when when while you're here, Arthur collapses, and when he collapses. You have to go to the doctors. Where were you? Do you remember when he collapsed like that? San Denis. Okay, so just any time you go back into San Denis. You you have to meet uh, Adler down there. Oh, there's a story mission. Well, because John gets captured, so you have to go back and get him. Oh, right. He gets thrown into the the prison and you do the hot air balloon, right? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking for a minute there that maybe you had a different location where he did that. But the doctor is in San Denis, so he has to be And you have to walk. You have to walk part of that. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you're the doctor. And uh, this whole time, Arthur's been coughing, and it's been pretty. It was pretty inconspicuous until chapter four. Four, you start to realize that he's like, okay, he's actually like coughing, coughing. I didn't notice it at all. And it's been building and building. I noticed it in chapter two. Really? He he coughs just randomly, completely randomly. And I spent a ton of time in chapter three, and I noticed that he like was coughing a little bit more, and I was like, huh. I think he's smoking too much. I wonder if I like pull off smoking. Okay. If that's like a a, a thing, you know, I I thought it might have been a you know a gameplay mechanic. Right, right. Uh, you don't know how deep you're, it goes. You're sneaking around and you're just coughing and it huh. gives you away. Right. So here we are in chapter six. It's five into six is when he collapses. I think it's right at the end of five because Guarm is not all of five. Right, right. Because you're back you're back on the mainland for a little bit. Right, right. And you go to the abandoned house and and get everybody back together. During this time when you're at the abandoned house, before you move on to the bayou and before you move on to the caves, Arthur collapses and you find out he's been diagnosed with tuberculosis. Right. And this is where you start to see the the real character change for Arthur mm-hmm. if you're on a neutral or good path. What happens if you're on a bad path, do you know? He stays the bad path. <laughs> 
Um, so <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, he has no redemptive qualities to it. He just. I'm just curious to know how the game plays out. Then at that point, I know all the some... endings. Okay. Long story short. Arthur's essentially given a death sentence in the West, right. which is tuberculosis. Uh, he's slowly dying. Doc Holiday S- reference, maybe? Maybe. Um, so Arthur essentially decides that he needs to just wrap shit up. Uh, he needs to cut ties with Dutch. He needs to go escape, and he wants to go to um, a dry, arid spot. Uh, and that's like that's like Arthur's goal, is to get out and go someplace warm and where the tuberculosis will take longer to kill him essentially and he, he wants to save uh john and abigail yes and Jack. he decides that he wants to get that family out as well as well as uh sadie adler so at this point there's not many people alive still with the group uh, right we, we kind of skimmed over the fact that uh some yeah. of the i want to say the satellite characters of the group um here or there in each chapter one or two of them fall mm-hmm yeah, the, the band is not what it once was in Chapter 2. In the beginning of Chapter 2, where you're at the end of, of 6, like, it really, it's very clear what's what's been happening to the gang. Bells have chimed and tolls have been taken, for sure. You can kind of see that, just everyone is, like, upset, and no one is happy now with Dutch. In the beginning, everyone's singing songs. Now, when you go back to the camp, you're starting to notice that everyone's just having, sl- like, low hushed conversations kind of off to the side kind of separate they don't seem like a big happy family anymore it's it's starting to become dangerous to even be in the camp and everyone's divided yeah they're very divided and 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 micah brings in those two cronies of his and right and they're like vultures circling dutch and everybody else is kind of like talking to arthur or javier Squala doesn't want to talk to arthur you know that it, it the whole thing just is like ready it's a powder keg ready to everything gets to a point you go to the camp, uh, essentially for the final mission of the game, and everyone lines up. It's Dutch, Micah, and the two cronies, and then it's Arthur, Sadie, Abigail, and John on the other side. It's the Pinkertons that break that kind of scuffle up and start chasing them into the mountains, right? Yeah, you go into the cave, I think, and you have to get your get yourself out. Yeah, so you so you you get yourself out of the cave and you're running up the mountainside, and this is like this is the part of the story where I really want to slow it down, and we'll just talk about this because this is like essentially the end of Arthur's story here. Sure, we all uh, you know if you've played the first one, you know Arthur doesn't is not going to make it to Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, and I do want to circle back and talk about the characters that are in Red Dead that or the ones that are in two that are not in Red Dead and ones that are and compare and contrast and do that if we get to it. Yeah, sure. So we eventually get to a mountaintop. They're all being chased. Your horse dies. Arthur pretty much puts to rest. You're getting up this hill and you you have a choice to make. You can continue up the hill or try to go get the money. Right. Right. The money, which uh, is Dutch's like secret vault that Abigail nicked the key from. Yes. Yes. There's uh, there's the gang money. Right. So yeah, there's, there's the, the lockbox with the gang money in it. And so you get a choice. Uh, me personally, I went up the mountain further to try to get away. I did not care about the money. I was trying to survive. Yeah. I didn't go for the money. Um, and then once you go up the mountain or down the mountain, it all matters on how you played the game. Okay. 
I'm I'm interested. Continue. So, if you go down the mountain for the money, the only thing that awaits you is death. Mm, okay. And if you go up the mountain, all that awaits you is death. <laughs> but, but the redemption is if you played as a neutral to good character. Either way, whichever way path you take, there's a confrontation with Micah and Dutch. If you go, if you go the bad way. Micah stabs you in the back and then shoots you in the face. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, if you go down to get the money back, Micah beats the shit out of you. Uh, Micah beats the shit out of you, really, either way. If you're going up the mountain, then I, I think the I think the bad ending is, like, uninteresting. It's just yeah. you die and, you know. So you get you get this choice, essentially, to help John escape you know, or go get the money, and you're 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 like, I'm going to help John escape by going up the mountain. Yeah. And if you were a good character, when you go up the mountain, you put up a fight with Micah. Dutch stops Micah from killing you, essentially. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't help you. He's just kind of like there, right? Yeah. He kind of just is like, come on, Micah. Yeah. And he and you as Arthur, you utter the lines like, "I gave you all I had," basically. Yes. And and that resonates with Dutch. Mm-hmm. So he basically spares he spares Arthur from my interpretation, and and they take off, and then the sun rises because this was all at night. Yes, the and, sun rises, and uh, Arthur has his final hallucination of the deer. Right, uh, and he expires. Yes, uh, it was very sad, is touching, and very well done, and oh, yeah. I thought it was a very satisfying end to the character even though i liked him more than i liked playing john in red dead one okay all right personally i figured we'd we'd come back to that but okay yeah um then you start to see uh like if you look at the bad ending online for that area Mm -hmm. micah just stabs you in the back and you don't get to see arthur at peace oh i see and that death is just so much more brutal and just like unfulfilling whereas arthur you know kind of slumping over and dying to tuberculosis instead of being killed by somebody is so much more fitting he gets to see the sunrise he kind of gets to drift off you know i think it's a very touching end to arthur right himself right i would concur i'm just going to say this about the epilogue there's a lot of fun moments in the epilogue Mm -hmm. the epilogue is mostly seeing john and it's essentially John from the events of immediately following this game, and it takes you up the to the lead of his arrest right before Red Dead Redemption. That sounds about right. I, if I remember, um, we have a, a small time jump of a couple years where John's like grown a beard. Yeah, it's like two, two or three years. Right. Jack's a little bit older. Um, you become like a ranch hand. You learn how that works. And then eventually you... Buy buy a property, yeah, do it the right way, build your own barn and stuff like that, and then you get to go... Sadie. Yeah, Sadie uh, says she found Micah. So you go get revenge for your fallen friend in Arthur, and you find out that, like, Dutch was okay with it. Dutch is in on the take, essentially. He kind of organized it, and it, it makes John hate Dutch. Oh, yeah. That's when you realize that, like, you know, I had all these feelings that I thought maybe maybe John still liked Dutch, and maybe he thought that, you know, it, it put Red Dead Redemption, actually, in a different light for me. Retcon. 
kind yeah. of. Okay, because I remember us talking about this, saying that John likes Dutch way more than he likes Ross, who's forcing him to track down his former gangmates and everything. I still think that's true. Okay. But you finally get to fucking put that little fucking rat fuck <laughs> Micah out of- little fucking rat fuck Micah. Out of business- and uh, you take a shot at Dutch, too. But Dutch is the one that finally kills Micah and leaves you the money and walks off. Yeah. And I always thought it was funny, or I thought it was funny when Dutch bursts through the door and he's like, plump. Like, it's like, what have you been doing the last eight years? Eating? Yeah. Yeah. He gets he gets pretty, <laughs> pretty plumped up there. Well, because cause Micah has a physical change where he just looks a lot older. Like right. his his blonde hair is gone. He's he's his mustache is great. And I was kind of curious, like for the reveal of Dutch, because I still remember what he looked like in Red Dead versus what he looks like in Red Dead Two. And I was like, how are they going to bridge the gap? And I didn't expect him to have this pot belly, which I don't know where it came from. Uh, he just got fat. Just, off yeah, of the, you know, he just he's eating off of the money. And then he surprisingly he just leaves the money for John. He doesn't do. He just he just walks off the mountain. And by the way, that whole sequence, I was so afraid that Sadie Adler was toast. Yeah, I thought because Sadie she, was she takes like a Bowie knife straight to the abdomen. Right, she hikes her ass up that mountain and and saves John, if I remember right. Yep. And then when they do the whole wedding later, you see them dancing. And she's still like holding herself. <laughs> she's still injured from the attack, and they're having this wedding for the end credit sequence. I just thought it was funny. I think it's great. I I think it's a a masterful ending to a story, specifically more so Arthur's stuff. I think the epilogue could have been way shorter. That, probably that first section of the epilogue where you're a ranch hand didn't. Yeah, where you there. learn how to be a ranch hand. Like, yeah. I mean, that's fun, but I, I f- it feels like padding at that point. You can't go anywhere, do anything like you want to. True. You know, like True. you're you're locked out of your guns and things like that. It's just it. You know, it's it was an interesting piece, and I think that's how they avoided a DLC. Oh. I think they were like, oh, we'll just make this a DLC. Oh, play as John in the world of Red Dead Redemption 2. And I think they were just like, you know what? Let's just tack it on to the end so we don't have to sell this later. And let's focus on Red Dead Online. Yeah, we'll get to Red Dead Online. So, Ralph, do you have any story highlights? I have one specifically that comes to mind that I think is just a great set piece. All right, go for it. There, Well, there's two segments in the game where Arthur is... Having a moment of clarity. Okay. Where this, where a song comes on. Oh, okay. I gotcha. And it's just, you know. I like those as well. The ride back after Guarma. I had goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Like the, may I stand on shaken. Yeah, I've listened to that quite a bit online. (laughs) I've listened to it a couple times. Yeah. (laughs) A Um, day. A couple times a day. It's, it's an incredible moment. Because it's just, you know, our hero's back and the world has changed Mm. since he has gone. And, you know, you just kind of see and you just feel that he is going to make a change. And then there's the moment riding to camp for the final time to face off with Dutch. And that's the time when you get you get NPC dialogue, right? Where they're where they're recounting things to you. Or they're saying, like, you, you're a good man, like, that kind of stuff. Yes, That's the yes, where... and you're like, oh, man, Arthur's gonna go die. Yeah, you just know, you just, you're, you know, you, uh, these two moments just, I'm being completely honest, I don't think I've been that moved by a video game, or maybe even a piece of media. Wow. Ever. I, 
I, I'm a I'm a sucker for a really good song that just it doesn't have to be aesthetically correct to it. You know, like um, like it can be anachronistic. Like the song can be from a different era. Yeah, genre. it doesn't have to be yeah. old timey Western music. Old timey Western it, music. It, it, it didn't have to be Johnny Cash. Let me play, okay, now wait a minute. Don't you besmirch in the name of Cash I, I in my presence. Look, I am absolutely not besmirching him. I'm just saying it didn't have to be Johnny Cash. Sure, okay. You know, because Hurt would have been awesome in either of those as well. Mm. Even though that's a, you know, Johnny Cash's cover of a Nine Inch Nail song. But yeah. anyway. I gotcha. You know, like. That probably would have pulled me out of the game. It would have pulled me out of the experience. That's my perspective. And that's And that's fair. Like I like the fact that that song, like "May I Stand Unshaken" or "Unshaken," whatever it's called, yeah. I'd never heard that before. Well, it was directly made for Red Dead. Well, there you go. I, I I like that it's it's unique to this. It doesn't take me out of the moment. And go, oh, I can picture the the music video of Johnny Cash's "Hurt." Right. I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, I think they're just breathtaking moments of uh, just change and redemption for the character and i think it's you know just exemplified by the music and it they both moments really just moved me it, you know one was like cool arthur's going to arthur's going to like do it he's going to break free and the other one was i know what's coming around right. the next corner right i have to say that uh you know, being a fan of music as I am, I I concur with your assessment of those two moments, and that to me they were reminiscent of the two moments where music plays in the first Red Dead, specifically Red Dead um, when you get to Mexico and and far away that song starts to play like that was a really strong moment, and the unshaken one from Red Dead Two is basically its its mirror or its its brother moment I guess you could say. Uh, I want to talk about the. The drunken night with Lenny as a highlight because oh, that's that's a given, right? It's comedy gold. It's, it, it's fucking it's, brilliant. It's the it's proof that Rockstar has not lost their edge for writing very funny sketch comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. Into their games, and it totally fits. It just yeah, it was weird. It was wacky, and it just perfectly. Like fit into the game, like you know, it just—it was a great moment. It happens fairly early. I want to say like the first—I think it's in chapter two, but I, I just wanted to say that it's in like the first third of the game for whatever reason. And I, at the time, I was like, "Oh, this is this is going to be a thing." Like I thought maybe there would be another moment similar to that later. I was hoping for it as well. Yeah, but you know, just wandering around the bar and everybody's face is Lenny, and you're calling out for him the whole time. And then I think you you walk into one of the rooms, and it's like two Lennies are screwing on the bed. <laughs> So that's the last oh scene god. before that's he it? passes out. Oh my god! And then you wake up and you're pissing on the side of the. <laughs> that is, yeah, for me, that's a that's a definite highlight. Um, for another one, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to think of all these fantastic moments and and trying to come up with. There's the, there's tons. There uh, really are. There all, really are. Off off mic, I asked Ralph to try to narrow it down to two, just because you know we don't want to have a seven hour podcast where we talk about every great moment in this game it's it, yeah it i'm thinking the hot air balloon john prison rescue that's great is, that's a fucking fantastic mission is, is that all one now that i'm thinking of it no it's two missions the hot air balloon is just for surveillance i think and then there's a follow-up where we take the hot we, air balloon again and shoot do we yeah you shoot out of the hot air balloon i seem to remember 
getting John you, and you then take escorting a, him like all a, the way back to the. You take a boat to get him, but you okay. but you're shooting out of the hot air balloon as well. Okay. Well, that to me the whole prison break. Let's just call it the whole sequence prison break with John. That that is a great one. Also, uh, a a minor one that's jumping to my mind now is when you're in. You're in the bayou with Dutch, and you're being like, it's like it's almost like a horror game at that point, where the crocodile is like, yeah, the, the crocodiles are like right there to to get you, and you got to find um, what are you looking for? You're looking for the guy's cousin or something, right? You're looking for his cousin in the freaking bayou, like knee high or no, in a waist high swamp, like oh god! Every time they told you to get out of the boat, <laughs> I was like, why? We could just <laughs> row over there, like. <laughs> Uh, I don't, you know, the, the first big hunt that you do with, uh, with Hosea and you, you get attacked by the bear that first time. It's just yep. like, holy shit. Cause you eventually you start to see that same animation again and again, but that first hunt with Hosea is, is really great. Loads of moments like that. Too many to list. Yeah, Seriously. It's just, it's chock full of fantastic moments. Were there any, um, strangers that stuck out to you? Nikola Tesla. Yeah. And in another form, it's not Nikola Tesla. Yeah, he, he stuck out to me. Uh, his little robot stuck out to me. Or it was like Tesla crossed with Frankenstein. I didn't get all the way to the robot part oh, okay. of it, but I had heard about it. Uh, I thought hunting down the serial killer was fucking cool. I only ever came across the first one, so I didn't. I didn't. I know. I also know there's a vampire in Saint Denis. Uh, yeah. There's like someone that drinks blood or something. Yeah, finding. Finding uh, slaves in the one shop oh, is kind of crazy. One, um, uh, a fence, right? It's a yeah. fence, and you go into the downstairs, and cause, or, there's a, like a bookcase, and you can see where where it moved it's across the out. floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did that one too. Yeah, yep. I came up and shot the owner. Oh, I think he you don't. Away. You don't have to. I think he got away from me. Yeah, I I, I came up, and he was standing there and like looking at me, and I just fucking pulled the gun out and shot him. Um, Burning the KKK alive was a lot of fun. Oh, yep. Did that. Uh, messing with all of them. That was, like, fucking fantastic. <laughs> so casual. Oh, yep. Burn them alive. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, the what we talked about earlier, the, the the mansion sequence with the whole gang. Yes. That is a highlight. Yep. That's absolutely incredible as well. The slave trader as well. Uh, there's an old guy that tells you that he's uh, his house is being foreclosed on, and he asks you to go pick some stuff up. You go there, and you find his... his uh, his ledger of people that he trafficked. Yep, yep. I'm pretty sure I killed him too. I did too. I did it accidentally. I I was going to kill him on purpose, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to tie him up, and I'm going to have a train run over him. I think I burned him. So I went to went to capture him with the lasso because he's yeah. standing over his fire. Yeah. I lassoed him. He fell fucking belly first into the fire. Boop. And I just didn't let go of the lasso, and he just burned alive while I held him there wait, with the wait. fucking lasso. Your arm's wiggling, and he's yeah, moving around. Yeah, he's just like, ah, ah. he was screaming. Oh, man. I felt like such a fucking sociopath when I did it, too. I was like, oh, God, I should probably let him. Nah, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, And, and that's, I think that's a credit to the story and the just the writing of the game. They, they can evoke emotion from the player in ways that a lot of games can't a lot of ways that open world games can't most open world games don't have this level of depth but i digress yeah 
It's it's very true. It's very true. Last of Us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. We could probably move on. Yeah, there's loads I'm, more I'm to say. Comfortable. Yeah, there's there's know. loads more to say. Um, but uh, quite honestly, Ralph and I could probably sit here for another three or four hours and just talk about great moments in the game. Yep. If we pick it apart too much, there won't be a need to play the game. And I think it's a game that everyone that owns a PlayStation or an Xbox or a PC. Oh wait. Oh. It's not we don't have it? we don't have a PC port. If you own a console, then I'll say this is a must play. If you have thumbs, you must play this game. Even if not, get it on Xbox and get the uh, handicapped accessible controller and play it without thumbs. All right, with that, <laughs> what? Let's let's dead you eye can play our, the game with that. <laughs> let's dead eye our way into gameplay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's drink our way into gameplay. Gloop, gloop, gloop. Lenny! Lenny! Gameplay. It is a expansion on all the systems from Red Dead, as a sequel would be. Yes. There's more to do. There's more items. There's more weapons or types. There's customization options for the weapons. There's, exactly. Yep. You know, and it, it still feels like a very crisp shooter like you shoot somebody in the head and they you know the the physics are there yep. they they react the way that you would think they would it's 2019 and we haven't figured out how to properly make a good horse in a video game and that's something that concerns me i don't think the horses are great in this what you mean like how they I stumble f- over things or i fell or? off my horse several times i had horses fall to their death randomly it's mm. just it's it's one of my only complaints about the game. You sure that's not intentional to sort of be like in the back of your mind like this is like a living thing. It's not like a car it's going to stop on a dime. I don't know if they if they like worked that in. I mean they made the horses drift. Okay. You can drift with the horses. You do know that, right? Well, I'm just trying to think that they were they were trying to make a probably trying to balance the realism and gaminess of no, I understand that, but like no horse can drift. No, no, here's the thing. No horse is going to blindly run straight into a wall as many times as like that has happened to me. Horses are not going to just fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like you find the brake, Clark. The there's brake. no but there's no AI like it's either too AI controlled or not enough intelligent AI control. So you'd prefer to have the horse sort of have a brain where he wouldn't run into that wall, but he'll buck you into that wall because sure. he'll stop and save himself, but you'll keep going. Sure. Okay. That makes way more sense. Or just have it as you're about to go to the wall, the horse would just like, no, I'm not going to hit that wall. No, dummy. Yeah. Have this true lies moment where the horse is not going to jump straight off the edge of the building and try to reach a pool. You know what I'm talking about? You see yeah. true lies? Yeah. You're yeah. not going to have that moment. You're going to buck the rider off. Or or and... like, or I can't tell you how many times um, a horse would go through the fucking forest and just, just straight into a tree, straight into a fucking okay. tree. Okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you the, the, the tree scenario. Um, and, the, and, and that kind of stuff bothers me. It, it it didn't detract from it, but I towards the end of the game, I did get kind of sick about riding riding my horse around all the fucking time because there's a lot of like really long travels, and I did a lot of fast traveling with the well, horse. Well, what about the cinematic view? You didn't use that much. I did, but it, you can 
like quick time it. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I I actually found that that's what I'm talking about the cinematic stuff where you just like let it go and you just sit yeah. Down. Okay. But even then, the horse would sometimes like fucking find a fence somewhere. That's what I wanted to talk about. Was usually intersections would get me, where my horse as in the cinematic view, my horse would just barrel straight into like a carriage that had stopped, and I'm we're both like flipping, <laughs> flipping over them and right. and hurt. That is more of an AI thing. I think that's not like sure. they designed the horse to be a certain way. I think that's just a, an AI issue. But as a I'm going to say that this is a gameplay thing, not a graphics thing. I love the cinematic view for the horse. Like it's great. Like, it's yeah, great. when you go from Red Dead to this, it's like, oh, my God, I got to go. I got to go clear across the map. Well, let me just put my way marker in, set my speed and set my just controller enjoy. now. Yeah, well, just enjoy. Just enjoy the view. Yeah. Just enjoy what the game is is showing you. That was something that's a unique experience to this game, and I really appreciated and really liked it. Because I guess they realized it was like you know it, it, you're tapping X for ten fucking minutes, going from one edge of the map to the other in in the original, and this map is much bigger than that. That was another thing too. I hated all the tapping mechanics. I I really wish the hold to sprint thing was uh an ability. Oh okay. Um, set your speed yeah and um there there were i think there's a control way to do that like you can do it so you, you get up to max speed and then you you can stop tapping it and you'll just go oh um, i'm not sure okay uh i mean that's my only real gripe other than that it is like a well-polished great shooter i mean the the only other thing that i really didn't like is i thought there were too there was too much food there were too many options for food do you mean for crafting food? No, I mean for like consuming food to like refill your gauges or refill your cores. So it was too easy to No, it was to... it was vastly too difficult to try to get food that you actually wanted. There was oh. a lot of in- extra inventory management, but like, you know, uh, I I say these things and I think this is a, you know, A+ AAA game. I, I I think this is a god tier game. Like we're like nitpicking the, the yeah one I, of the greatest games of this generation. Yeah, in in just to essentially to play devil's advocate because uh, you know I don't I don't believe in perfect things. So I you know this is just me nitpicking and trying to be as critical as I possibly can. Okay, but. They like there are some control th- issues with it. The only other thing, other than the cores, like like I just didn't like that. Like you know, a bread would fill up half of your core and a third of your bar, but then you could eat like a piece of cheese that also did a third of your bar and stamina and, and or... half of your and half of your core. It was just like why have two items? Why not just be like oh bread and cheese and it's just one item? Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, okay. it's just like. You know, you could have fucking too many of too many pieces of low quality bread and then you or low quality food and then you're never eating them. And then when you get one, you're like, oh, thank God. But you're sitting there and like tapping through it real quick to like try to get to it. And that can kind of be a little bit of a hassle and a little clunky. Or if they were going to have a massive inventory like that, you should be able to just like pick three slots. So you can be like, oh, here's the three food items I want to cycle through. Otherwise, I have to go into my backpack and get it. Okay, yeah, keep it on the horse or something. Right. And that's just that's just in terms of trying to just nitpick some stuff. Right. I, otherwise, I think the game is brilliant. I like the whole uh, getting your hat shot off and picking you your hat back up. up and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. I 
totally fucking shot people to take their hats because I thought, oh, yeah, that guy's got a cool hat. Boom. <laughs> and and when I played the game, I played Less the game honor. as as both. I played in the middle where I did things that I thought were advantageous to myself or the gang. And I did what was best for the gang. And then I would also help strangers. I wouldn't rob strangers and stuff like that. Anybody that crossed me was a death sentence. Right, right. I played that like no nonsense kind of outlaw sure. where it's like, look, I'm not going to fuck you over. But if you try to fuck me over, you're going to get gutted. Right. Okay. I do want to say that when it came to the, the shooting aspect of the game straight away, I got some hardcore Max Payne 3 vibes. Like, okay, what they did was they, they blended they blended Red Dead with Max Payne 3, and it's, like, perfect. It's, like, right in between the two of them. Because I especially love when you clear a room or clear an area, or maybe not even when you clear it, but at random intervals, you will get a slow-mo death cam, which really spiced up these long extended shootouts that you right. have in, in, in Red Dead 2 in these scenarios that you're given in a, in a, in a bank bank heist or if when you're um, when you're defending uh, that one woman there's that mission early on in the game where you uh, you have to go after four gunslingers do you know which one I'm talking about and, yeah. and the one yeah. lady she's she's an she's an older lady and you go to her house and you basically defend her from a whole bunch of people attacking yeah that was that was another one that I really I really enjoyed and for that one I just remember the the slow-mo death cam popping off all the time because there were so many guys just attacking you. I really, yeah, I can't say enough that, that the shooting is, is great. I don't want to say that it's too easy, kind of like with Red Dead. Like, once you get your dead eye where you want it, like, you just become god tier and, like, nothing can, can slow you down. But I do really appreciate the customization for the weapons. When it comes to the weapons, though, I do have a gripe and that my favorite pistol from Red Dead. The Lamat is not present. What is the Lamat again? The Lamat is the 10-shot, 45 caliber, uh, caliber Confederate cavalry revolver that also had a shotgun, a 410 gauge shotgun shell. It had two barrels. So it was this really unique revolver. Right. Wasn't that like a unique though? I don't think that's one that Red you Dead. could buy. I no, think you that was one it. that you had to I don't kill the, the person game. that had it. I don't think it's in the game at all. No, in the first one. No, in the first one you could buy in a shop. In Red Dead you could buy that in a shop. But in this game it's not present and it doesn't make sense because it's set before the gun the gun had been out during the Civil War. So there's no reason not to have it in the game and the fact that there's basically a settlement or a section of the game that's like the rural south, why is the Lamat not there? It just it just I don't get it. I mean there are, there are plenty of pistols um, we've got the Mauser broom handle in there, but we don't have the Lamat. Like that doesn't make sense to me. We're talking about like fifty years difference here, or or forty years. And I was I was looking forward to. It. I was like, oh, I'll get the Lamat, and I'll do this to it, and I'll I'll do it this way, and it's like just never showed up. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Why not? Why isn't it here? I think they went bigger on a lot of their rifles than they did with the pistols. There were a lot more pistols in Red Dead One than there were in Red Dead Two. Yeah, you also had the high power pistol, which is like the the Colt 1903, um, which doesn't right. exist in this game, which makes sense because it's set in 1899. But the Lamat to me is an omission that I don't understand and just wish it existed. I don't know if it's going to be in any kind, of, some form of DLC, which I don't know if they've announced any kind of DLC single player. Ones. I don't think there will be DLC for this game. That's a shame. I, I would, think, I would love for I there to be another. I think they're gonna do it the same way they did Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto 5 has had no single player DLC whatsoever. 
Right, but all online. GTA 5 online has been a huge moneymaker for them, where so far Red Dead online has not. They have not added to it yet. Well, okay. They still have time. It still has yeah. it has legs. I'm just saying that right now, Red Dead Online is kind of a joke. Grand Theft Auto V Online is an enigma because most companies, after a failed launch, because the original Grand Theft Auto V Online was shit. Sounds I rem- I remember the launch. It would take you an hour to connect to a game lobby. Yeesh. And then it would take 15 minutes to load into like a death match. It'd be half over. It was awful. It was fucking terrible, and I had a great connection. What I think is the enigma for them is they had an awful launch, and then six months later, they started putting out decent to okay content for it. Right. And now, you know, five years later, that thing just prints money, mm-hmm. and it's just because they stuck with it. And I think they're going to fix Red Dead Online, and okay. I think it'll be like that. I'm not uh, trying to write it off. I'm just saying yeah. right now the state of it is is bad. I haven't played it, actually, specifically because of my early issues with Grand Theft Auto V. I, I figured I actually sat here and thought about trading in Red Dead 2 because I was like, it's going to be years before the online is relevant again. I've I've almost got it 100% complete. You got some other games on your shelf here. I think you could trade in before Red Dead 2. Oh, I didn't. Mr. Clark, I, didn't I don't know. trade uh, it in there, sir. Yeah, I just I, you, you're talking crazy nonsense now. I'm not. I'm not. I, I've, I I do this with games. I move on once I've beaten them and I get to the point where I want to be, which is I'm there with Red Dead. I don't have much to do left in the game. Okay. I have most of my stranger missions done. Uh, the ones that I found really interesting are done. Um, and, you know, I have all of the legendary beasts done. Nice. Uh, I hunted all of them, have all of their pelts and stuff like that. I tried going after the panther the other night, and I didn't realize that I don't have the high enough um, uh, master hunter rank for it to appear. You have to be at a certain tier before it, that panther will appear. You mean the jaguar? No, I mean the the panther. In the lower bottom? It's the only one I, 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 I haven't gotten. No, I don't mean that one. There's another one that I don't have that is in... Uh, you have to be master, master hunter level 9 before it will appear in the spot between Shady Bell and... Uh, you know, there's, there's the one battlefield... Yeah, that there's the one battlefield in the in the south uh, near Shady Bell. It's it's in between there, and I couldn't get it to spawn. And then I looked it up and found out why. Yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the jaguar. I think it's the last one that I need. Cool. The fishing really didn't interest me at all. Nope, me. Either. I didn't I didn't do it much outside of the the story missions where you have to. Haven't really played many fishing side games since Ocarina of Time. I couldn't even I couldn't even get into it with uh, Final Fantasy 15. I was kind of surprised that it even was there in a oh, JRPG. On, you, played, you played the best one in the last <laughs> year and a half. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Come on, Duck Dynasty does not count. Yes, Duck Dynasty, nope. Nope. the nope. ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate in fishing simulator. <laughs> All right, let's um let's lasso our way into graphics. Graphics. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> what I just did. I just <laughs> literally was like lasso. <sighs> I can't say enough about how amazing and beautiful and accurate and detailed and detailed. 
this game is. I, I like, and we're both playing it on the PS4 normal. We're yes, not playing. We're not playing on the normal. Pro. Yeah, we're not playing on the Xbox One X, which apparently is the best way to play it in terms of graphics. Supposedly, yeah. So even at at the PS4 level, it's fucking. It's brilliant. Brilliant. It's gorgeous. PlayStation does some weird output where it ups the resolution a little bit if you have a 4K TV. I have a 4K TV, and I could tell the difference. Between High dynamic range? You have that too? Yeah, I have HDR. Okay, cool. So between my old TV that's sitting behind Ralph and my new TV that's sitting on my stand, I could tell the graphical fidelity difference. And like even that little change, I was like... Holy shit! It it went from it went from a bush looking like a bush to this looking to having it look like an actual set of sticks with leaves all attached <laughs> and stuff. It just the the definition and the range of color was fucking mind blowing. It looked so much better. It just I, I couldn't believe it. Just I was from like TV. Wow. Yeah, I can't say enough about it. So I I, I think we could probably just move on. This is <laughs> this is an amazing game. I'm just saying. Like what what all else right, okay. is there to I say? I got one thing to say about the graphics. Okay. Sure. And this is not art or anything. This is this is powerhouse graphics, whatever. In Red Dead, if you looked at a character in the distance, you would see their motion was a little choppy because the further out they are, like they're they're rendered with less pixels at, at distance. Right. And as you get closer, they become more fleshed out. I did actually see some of that in this game. I saw the same thing. So that's the engine. Right, right. It's the same architecture or it's the exact same engine just, you know, with a whole bunch of bells and whistles on it. You do still see that every once in a while and it can pull you out of the experience if you're looking for it. But other than that, gorgeous. Gorgeous sunsets, gorgeous weather, all of it. Gorgeous Lenny's with boobs. Lenny, 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 where you at, boy? (laughs) Let's rustle our way into sound. Music. I... I want to say real quick that the music to this game, I think it won a won a BAFTA or a video game awards. It, it, won, it won a video game awards, I think, for, for best music. And when that happened, I was kind of surprised because while we were gushing about those moments and, you know, Unshaken and all that stuff, I felt that the music in this was a little, a little bit of a step backward. Uh, it was, it was more atmospheric and realistic and that kind of thing. Like Red Dead is very stylized. Like you're playing a game that is based on uh, spaghetti westerns. And the music kind of reflects that. It's not straight in Neo Morricone, but it, it reflects that. And I didn't really catch it until you're playing as John, and you're in the epilogue, and you go basically against those other ranchers that like attacked the ranch you're at, right. and his music just starts to kick up, and it's like that dun 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 and like, it, like the trumpets like come in and everything. I was like, holy shit, that... That sound is John Marsden, and that sound was absent throughout the entirety of the game. Right. It's a different style. It's just different characters, different styles. Yeah, it is. Now, the music music in this is good. It's very good, but it's different, and I just want to put that out there before we talk about anything else. I mean, I actually don't have a lot. I never really have a lot to say. The most that I said about music was probably in the story segments where I was talking about those okay. two songs. Sure. Um, you know, I I think those two songs are absolutely thrilling and the way that they used them uh, were masterfully done. Yeah. Um, the music is very atmospheric, like you said, and I agree with you. Like, you know, it's not John's bombastic, action-packed moments. Right. But when you look back at it, this game isn't super action-packed if you don't want to 
play it that way. It's very set piece artsy kind of driven. Take your time. Take your time. Absorb. Yes. And so in that way, I think the atmospheric music works a lot better. Right. So then you go to like the more modernized style of music Mm -hmm. and it's just... I think it stands out so much that it makes those moments. Okay. And I think they expertly used music to do that. I see. Okay. And and the the sounds, I didn't have any problem with the sounds. I didn't play them with any sort of headset on, so I can't really like speak to if they're really perfectly atmospheric or anything like that. I'm sure they I'm sure they kind of are, but I I do remember there's like some areas of like the forest that I thought were kind of devoid of like bird chirping and things like that. Okay. And and stuff like that, but again, that's nitpicking. I think the sound design is great. I think all the guns sound is different yeah, as you they can need to be. Hear and, the hammer. Yeah, you can pistol. hear the hammer, you can hear the the um the actual trigger being pulled and stuff like that. You can really just you can hear it all and I I think that's just a really great attention to detail it is um i'm i can't gush anymore about about the sound either what i do want to say in addition to that is that some of the voice work that's here is absolutely top notch oh and, yeah and from people that are not big names in the industry um specifically the the actress that does sadie adler every time she talked i just wanted to hear more i just wanted to hear more of that performance all the time. You just wanted to hear her narrate your life. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, also, the the gentleman that voices Arthur Morgan, he did win a, a best actor or either a BAFTA or a video game award. I can't remember which. He won for best vocal performance. Oh, absolutely deserved. And uh, I agree. Yeah, he he really did. Um, the guy that plays John Marsden, that's his normal speaking voice. So I'm not going to say he doesn't he doesn't get a shout out or anything, but like. His voice work is great. Is great too in this. Everyone was was top notch. Nobody stood out as a as a negative or a flaw or anything. Spot on, perfect performances, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of it. It's so it's so good that you just need to experience it. And I know I keep saying that, but you know that is my recommendation. Is like this is a must play game. Yep, this is a must listen game. Yeah, turn your speakers all the way up. And don't use the speakers like are in your TV. Yeah, get some seven point one. Do something. Surround sound headset. All right, with that, let's mosey our way into final thoughts. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Final thoughts. For me, there's a lot left unsaid, but I don't know that it's relevant to grading the game. Sure. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I think this game is a fucking work of art. And if you were going to pick one game to play, if it's going to be your next game for the next three years, I think this is easily that game. I think it is easily one of the best of the generation. Easily pretty much takes the the top of that chart for me. The ending of Arthur, I actually had to set my controller down and like kind of step away from the game because I was moved by what happened. And I really honestly think that, you know, you you experience something like this so very little that I think it's just, you know, I personally feel like it is a life-changing game. Hmm. I think it's one of those things that, like, my son in, in 10 years, right, he'll be 14, I'll be like, hey, you should check this game out. 
this is what you know i played when i was your age because there probably won't be a red dead 3 until then well maybe think if you really think about it seven years yeah ish and it i think it'll hold up i think this is like one of those games that is going to just really stand the test of time minus the horses and uh yeah i i i absolutely love this game I, I the reason i'm i was laughing when you were saying that about your son is because i remember seeing uh, this meme that was it was a hand-drawn meme and they were like daddy tell me a story <laughs> and he was like well let me tell you the story of arthur morgan or something like that it was right after the game came out that's funny it was, it was pretty good um <laughs> let me tell you the story of arthur morgan, arthur morgan was an outlaw <laughs> i do want to say and i didn't get to say this in the story that uh before the game came out and you had that trailer that I watched so much, it really highlights um, the lead Pinkerton as the villain. I thought, ooh, this will be interesting to see you know, where this goes because I still remember Edgar Ross and all the bullshit that he put John Marsden through. Let's see where this goes. And as you play the game and you don't see him that much, it starts to fit that like he's not the true antagonist of the story. Dutch is. Oh, Dutch's yeah. fall from grace, which... It's not highlighted at all in, in the trailers or anything. You know, there's no hints of that. And I even remember there's a specific shot in that trailer where um, where Micah says, um, Sons of Dutch makes us brothers. Sometimes brothers make mistakes or something like that. And I remember thinking, oh, man, I can't wait to see, you know, like, like he seems like a cool character. I want to see, like, like, they pulled it off masterfully that, that, that Micah would be this this fucking rat and and dutch would would slowly become like we knew that dutch eventually goes bad but you you didn't know how far or that it would transpire in this game i mean i guess you could assume but just uh i was thinking about on the drive over here i was like who's the real villain like is it is it micah is it dutch is it the pinkerton dude it's like i gotta say it's a combo deal mostly micah everybody fucking hates micah he's got no redeeming qualities yes i was so hyped for this game waited with bated breath for it and it completely fucking delivered as far as i'm concerned just know i'm at but it really really won me over uh, right away and i still feel like I, I sort of rushed it and tried to absorb as much as i could i definitely have to give it another playthrough um we also didn't discuss any of like the hidden hidden like weapons and different things and different outfits and and uh, unique pieces like a um, conquistador helmet or a tricorder that you can find here or there. The, the game has some serious legs that you can just play it for, for months and months and months and months and still find things that you, you didn't know were there by design. I just want the ability to resurrect and play as Arthur <laughs> in, in single player. It's all I want. Well, I um, tried to make saves at every chapter, so if I, I wanted to... No? I have one. You do? Really? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I've I have a bunch of different saves. All right, let's gallop our way into the score. The score. It should come as uh no surprise. Um this is a must buy. Must buy. Buy it at sixty, buy it at eighty, buy I it bought at it at eighty, buy it at a hundred. Uh <laughs> it's a it's a must play. And uh, schedule some time off and have a nice TV. What about you? What's your score? Uh, gush. In Obviously. case you couldn't tell. Gush. Yeah. Gush. <laughs> well, gush. Gush. Just, just, yeah. Loved it. Love it. We'll continue to love it. Gush. All right. That has been our complete 
deconstruction of Red Dead Redemption 2. We yeah, missed far, absolutely nothing. Far from complete, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, what a fantastic game. Well, Lenny, you want to push the button? Where are you anyway, Lenny? Lenny? Thanks, guys. Lenny? Thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast. Shaken. Yeah, I've listened to that quite a bit online. Oh, <laughs> I've listened yeah. to it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> a um, day. A couple times a day. <laughs>